There are people in this world that just sparkle with an almost magical and radiant energy, leaving a wake of good stuff wherever they go. We just love meeting and talking with these folks who inspire us to be better, do better. Well, Lynn found this gem of a woman who uh, she's been talking about since Farm Aid, which was only a couple of days ago. Um, Audra Mulkern is a very, very talented storyteller who has been using her uh, talent with a, uh, a camera and her writing in combination to to help highlight women farmers, among other farmers, but but this is one of the projects she's been working on more recently is women farmers around the country. Hi, Audra. Hi. How are you, Meg? Well, I'm I'm really just a little jealous that I didn't get to Farm Aid and didn't get to meet you, but I know we'll meet at some point. We sure will. So Lynn was just really impressed not only with your work, which is gorgeous and very very much tells a story from the little bit that I was able to see before we got on the air here. Um, but give us a little backstory about what, what motivated you to go in this direction. Well, I didn't start out as sort of a storyteller. Um, the, the way, way back history is I live in a small farming community. My neighbors are my farmers, but, uh, 16, 17 years ago, there was no real access to buy vegetables direct from my farmers. There was no markets here in town. There was no CSA program per se. Right. That was sort of at the beginning of that um, style of uh, creating a customer base within communities. And so uh, I was actively seeking out trying to get vegetables from my own farm community and could not found a CSA program through the uh, farmer's market, uh, the Pike Place Farmer's Market in Seattle. Okay. And through that, I was able to learn sort of the names of the farms in my community and started reaching out to them and eventually was able to um, uh, buy vegetables directly from a farm here in my community that eventually grew their CSA program to be one of the largest in the country. Wow. But uh, the, and the, the interesting thing is that the name of that farm is Full Circle Farm. <laughs> and uh, so I started going to the farm and picking up my vegetables once a week. You know, there was probably 15 or 20 of us to begin with. And um, as it grew, uh, my interest, you know, coming onto the farm every week, my interest in farms and farm fresh food and how people grow it, um, that also grew with it. And then we started getting farmers markets in our community. And so I started spending time at the markets and spending time with a lot of farmers and talking about how to cook my food and why do they come to the market. Right. And that sort of spun into, and I also, that was at the beginning of the iPhone as well, where we had cameras on our phones yeah. and we were able to take pretty cool pictures. Yeah. And so I started taking pictures of my phone and eventually just compiled all those pictures and those stories and essays from the different farmers about why they come to market into a little book, um, a little collection. And the response to that 
encouraged me that people really wanted to know about and who I, was growing their food. I want to mention your book. It's called, uh, where is it? <laughs> the Art and Color of the, you say it. Snoqualmie Valley. <laughs> I Farmers can't pronounce it. it. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. <laughs> We've got some it. tricky names out here in the West. Yeah, it's rooted in the valley, the art and color of the Snoqualmie Valley Farmers Markets, and kind of take the approach in that book that, um, for me, it was a little love letter to the farmers. You know, they, mm-hmm. the, the market became sort of an art gallery to me of sorts. Yeah. And they were the artists who, you know, painted these beautiful scenes with vegetables. And But as a result of that, I began to see behind the table of vegetables and start to understand why they were coming to market, and I wanted to dig deep. But in that process, I discovered, you know, it was one of those things where my eyes were opened when I realized one day that all of the farmers at market were women. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the things like, how did I not notice this before? Yeah. What's going on here? So I started asking around and found out that at that summer, specifically, uh, one of the farms got no applications from men. It was all women. It was the first time they had that. So I, I had this inkling that I was on to something, but I sat on sat on it for about a year yeah. and thought about how can I do this because I'm not a photographer, I'm not a writer. And finally I decided it doesn't matter if I am or not. I'm going to tell the story anyway the best way I know how. And so I borrowed a camera and my girlfriend spent 15 minutes with me showing me how to use it. <laughs> and it's just been an incredible journey since then, sharing the stories of people who grow our food. Yeah, and, and there are an amazing amount of women who are taking on the sustainable farming challenge. Yeah, women, I have I found anecdotally that women tend towards smaller, organic-style farms, polyculture farms. Yeah. You know, they'll have a little bit of animals, vegetables, you know, chicken, eggs, the whole thing. They have a little bit of everything on the farm. They're smaller pieces of land. They're more affordable for uh, um, single farmers. And so they are taking on this challenge. And the really interesting thing to me has been that a lot of these farmers are first-generation, and many of them are coming farming as second and third careers. Right. People like I, I gave up being an accountant in New York and, you know, moved upstate and started, you know, farming whatever, you know, it, it, the sto- you hear right. the story all the time. And it is remarkably uh, a, a larger number of women. It is. And the interesting thing is that, you know, from coming from the corporate world, they're bringing new and fresh ideas to sort of the business of farming. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a whole different culture evolving. And I mean, I've been following Farm Aid pretty much since the beginning. And and I, too, was in the early stages. In fact, uh, I didn't realize it, but I was a member of the very first CSA in this whole country, which is in the Berkshires, uh, Robin Van N. I don't know. That's what Wikipedia says. I was like, really? We were? I I didn't know that. Um, (laughs) But, you know, so in the 80s, we were like, you know, all working with our local farmers and it, we used to dream of, of um, having organic food be accessible, uh, more accessible. And here we are today. And uh, I, I just love what Farm Aid is all about and, and you know, how wonderfully you, you fit in your work. Your recent work is fitting in there. 
I agree. It's it was such a, a um, an honor to be asked to have my images broadcast from screen from the stage. Yeah, you know these women. You know they deserve all of the rock star status they um, can get. They are they're rocking the the food world, and thank you to Farm Aid for that platform for them. Well, and 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 it does tell a story. And I believe, and people think I'm crazy, but I believe that the way that we will save ourselves in terms of food is to start stronger regional you know, food systems and stop relying on these corporate uh, industrial farms. And they're like, you can't save the, you can't feed the world like that. I'm like, really? Because we used to. Um, <laughs> and I know there are more people, but, mm, you know, we're, we're smart. We can figure it out. And uh, I, for one, and I know there are other people who are committed to buying as much local as possible. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, I think there's, we need everybody at the table to figure out how we're going to feed the world. And, you know, decentralizing farming is definitely one of those uh, options and a great one. And women are sort of leading the charge in that. Go girls, go green divas. (laughs) (laughs) So how can people find out more about your work and what's coming up for you? Uh, The, the project sits, on a website, it, it kind of resides as sort of a chronicle. There's a, a mixture of um, stories that I write, stories that I ask other farmers to write about themselves, mm-hmm. personal essays, um, Q&As. Uh, I also have a series called Ask the Farmer or Ask a Farmer where I uh, um, sort of crowdsource questions on social media and then compile them into a piece about different topics, anything from, you know, what are the biggest barriers into farming, what are, you know, mm-hmm. different topics. You know, I try to come up with some fresh ones along the way. Yeah. Um, but it's at femalefarmerproject.org. Okay. Um, most Google searches or Bing searches on Female Farmer will get you to the project. You know, both sort of visual and, you know, visual chronicle and stories and essays. So, yeah, um, I mean, one of the, the, the sort of battle cries of Farm Aid from way back has been, you know, get to know your farmer. Get to know the people that are making your food. Hug your farmer. Love your farmer. You took that. You took <laughs> that and you said, yeah, I'm going to go, like, really get into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm really hoping that people... You know, I I still to this day it's so funny because I I'm the kind of person that will you know if I can get the farmer's attention you know if they're not busy right ask them questions about themselves and so often I see people just kind of wander by or they'll pick up a vegetable won't make eye contact and, and you know the farmers market is really that opportunity to connect with the person who's growing your food or even your neighbor. You know, it's kind of the antithesis to our um, busy, disconnected internet world. Yeah. And so I try to take advantage of it. And I always am a little bit sad if I see somebody not taking advantage of it. I'm hoping that my chronicle stories will encourage someone to maybe put out their hand and shake their farmer's hand and get to know them. 
Yeah. You know, and maybe even just change how they, even if it helps them change how they look at the food on their plate. Right. You know, right. and how it got there. Sadly, but my fa- real hands picking those vegetables. You know, I, 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 I know that that's the case in so many, but, but like my little farmer's market, you know, I talk to my farmers and like half of the stuff they, they don't even grow. They bring it in. I'm like, what? What is that? And they're not organic and it's really <laughs> – like okay, I want to buy like one of two things or both if I can, organic and local, and it's kind of so I have to get involved with my farmers market and start you know. Ah, you know that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I'm one of those people who will always chat up a farmer, and we do that wherever we go. My <laughs> husband and I travel; we find a farmers market wherever we go, and uh, <laughs> and we talk to them, and it's always like this great you know. And then like here, my own farmers market, like ah, we didn't grow it. Wait, I don't know. I think I came out from Maryland. And I'm like, really? Okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a great time even visiting the one in Chicago. That was a lot of fun for me, you know. Really city center yeah. farmer's market there at Daly Center Plaza. And uh, I kind of, I didn't even talk to the farmers. They were so busy. I just kind of walked yeah. around with my eyes wide open. I've never been to a, such a, a big and busy market. Well, when you come east to New York, you have to go to the Union Square Farmer's Market. To me, that's like the center of the universe with farmer's markets. You know, it's funny because I have been to New York several times and not been to that market because I always miss the day. Well, now they have Someday. it. I think it's all, it's during the week, like four or five days. Oh, good. Yeah, it's during grown. The season, probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, usually yeah. there off-season. Well, we'll have you back, and then when you're in New York, you can come to the studio and play. <laughs> I would love it. Well, I'm so glad that you and Lynn connected and that we got a chance to speak today. Keep up the good work. We're going to be following your progress, and I'm sure we'll get to talk to you again soon. Thank you, Meg. It was such an honor. We hope you're feeling the sparkle. Go out there and light up the world. As Dante said, even a little spark may burst a flame. For more inspiration, visit thegreendivas.com and listen for this and other shows on gdgdradio.com.